years all past, home at last, never to see him how many want to see him hallelujah i know i do thank the lord <laughs> there's a, a one guy I work with that's what he's all the time saying he, he just, he's just ready for the lord to come back he's just <laughs> tired of putting up with this old world and everything that we all had to put up with in, in the on a daily basis just ready for the lord's return but like a song says, he's a real friend to me. Hallelujah. Guiding us as we go. And we we know we need him as our guide. Hallelujah. We know that we need Jesus. So I love him today. I'm looking forward to seeing him. I know he's soon to return. Hallelujah. As the, as the days and years roll past, it, it's never any more clear that he is soon to return. I mean, just the... Just the uh, the mindsets that seems has changed, the attitudes have changed, the the governments that change, everything that's changing except Jesus. Hallelujah! His word is true. He stays the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if we stay true to Him and and let Him guide us each and every each and every day, just let Him guide us then we will see him like like he's promised. He's coming for us, church. He's coming for each and every one. You watching there at home, he's coming for you tonight. You may be feeling down and out right now, but you stay true to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Call out his name on your situation that you're going through, and he will guide you. He will direct you, and one day he's coming home. He's, he's coming back to call you home to him. Hallelujah. But praise the name of the Lord. It doesn't look like there's any... Uh, announcements to, on, on the calendar for uh, the coming week. Just remember, be, we'll be back in service uh, this coming Sunday. And so we'll be back in service 10 a.m. Sunday. Uh, and so remember that. And there is a ladies' paint party uh, coming up on the 27th. So all ladies, remember that coming up. Don't forget that. It'll be here before you know it. Uh, but uh, that's about it. So we have a moment or two for a testimony tonight. Um, so if anyone has, wants to stand and give praise to Jesus, you never know what you say could uh, greatly help someone tonight. Yes, brother. Praise the Lord. We thank the Lord uh, for Brother Paul. We thank the world of him. Uh, we just uh, love on him, and, and we do uplift him in our prayers that the Lord give him strength each and every day. And, uh, so uh, we will never fail you on that, brother. We will always lift your name up in prayer. Hallelujah. We go to battle for you, brother. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Someone else want to stand and give a testimony about yes.
Praise the Lord. He does get sweeter every day. Praise his name. Someone else you want to testify to? I got one more before we take up our Wednesday offering. Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for that. You know, for her to immediately think right after that that didn't sound right, that was the Lord letting her know. That was, that was I know it was Jesus letting her know right away, hey, this ain't right. So we praise Jesus for that. You know, that that reminds me of uh, President Johnson had a similar situation. It wasn't at and I don't think, but it was just a getting half or something, wasn't it? So, you know, tech, technology, the ease of technology is, it's nice on the one hand, but, you know, and if you're not an evil person, <laughs> like like none of us are, and you don't think of that stuff until you hear a testimony or somebody talking about it, you're thinking, wow, that's, you can re- you really do that kind of stuff? And so, sometimes we let our guards down, you know, in certain situations, but we need to be vigilant out there, you know, and. Always try to try to cover yourself and then just praise Jesus that what we don't know and don't see that he brings to our attention. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. 
Well, there you, instead of him getting you, you got the him, ain't he? There you go. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We're going to uh, receive the uh, Wednesday night offering at this time. And y'all know how we do on Wednesday. Uh, we just bring, if you have something in a plate, you can just stand, stretch. If you don't, you want to forego the shaking of hands, whatever you feel like this evening, but we'll just ask the blessing of the offering. He- Heavenly Father, we give you praise and glory this evening. We thank you, Lord, for this offering we're going to receive. Lord, bless the, the offering and, and bless the givers tonight. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you for all things. In the mighty name of Jesus, let each and every one say, Amen. God bless you tonight. Lift your praises to the Lord. Lift your praises to the Lord. Lift them higher in one accord. Lift your See that. He's gone to get me some water. Thank you, sir. We are living in a day and hour that you can't 
it's bad to say this, but you can't trust nobody. Uh, you need to verify everything anymore. You can't take nothing at face value. I get, I get emails two or three times a week telling me uh, uh, we're holding a package for you that couldn't be delivered. Click the button below uh, so you can uh, give your um, uh, complete mailing address so we can get this on to you. And as soon as you click that, you've, they done got you right there. Uh, at that point, and um, um, it's just, um, it's sad the way um, uh, people will do anything in the world, and, and what bothers me, it's the, um, it's the people on fixed income that they hit the most, and um, it, it really uh, aggravates you and makes you mad, um, amen, it's what I talk about you want to live for God, but you want to slap some people too. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm thankful it turned out as well as it did, sis. And uh, amen. But, uh, it could, uh, it could happen to anybody. Well, uh, we began a study uh, on uh, spiritual warfare, the battle of the mind. And um, this is a, uh, a very important study uh, because we need to understand all of our spiritual battles, everything that we struggle with uh, takes place right up here. That's where the battlefield is. Uh, and we we have to to learn how to deal with some things uh, and um, pray for the uh, the grace of God uh, to um, to help uh, help us. Uh, and I said this last time, and I want to repeat this because a lot of people don't realize. When the Bible talks about our soul, what is it really talking about? And our soul is made up of three parts. Uh, and um, uh, the mind is one-third of our soul because your mind, your will, and your emotions, all three together is what makes up you who you are, your soul. Uh, and so... In the mind is where the greatest conflict arises. And last time, if you'll recall, um, we talked about sometimes we'll have thoughts come into our head and uh, you think, where in the world did that come from? You know, I mean, that's just, that's just crazy. I mean, you know, where did it come from? But we talked about that the last time, where those thoughts come from. Uh, even though we've been born again, children of God, we still have the old carnal mind or nature, everywhere you want to call it, the old man, to deal with. And before you got right with God, that carnal man was sitting, you remember I gave you the illustration last week, he was sitting in the driver's seat uh, and uh, taking you 
where he wants you to go. But when you got right with the Lord uh, and you went down in Jesus' name and came up, that new creature in Christ, that new creature in Christ kicked that corner man out of the driver's seat and sat down and he's at the wheel. So that carnal nature, that old mind, that old man, old, old woman, fights constantly trying to kick the new man out of the driver's seat and take over. Amen. And so that's where the battle uh, uh, takes, um, uh, takes place at. Now, tonight in lesson number two, uh, as we move on in this, um, we're going to talk about, I've, I've titled this lesson, Thoughts Bring Life or Death. And since we found out last time where these thoughts come from, we're going we're gonna to talk tonight about um, how important it is to get the upper hand and, um, and, and deal with them. Now, we talked about that and uh, uh, where these thoughts come from that we hate and are not a part of our born-again self. In this lesson, I want to stress that as children of God, we need to have the understanding that we can overcome the thoughts of the old self that come into our mind. Amen. And that's, that's the main thing that I want to get across for everybody that's here, and we do appreciate everybody's come out tonight uh, in our Bible study. And those of you that's watching online, as a child of God, uh, there is a way that you can overcome those thoughts of the old self. Uh, we do not have to be helpless. I've got that ha uh, highlighted in your handout. We do not have to be helpless victims of thoughts, speculations, human reasoning, vain imaginations, etc., that assault our mind. Amen. We do not have to be victims to it. The thoughts that we embrace can either bring life or death. So that lets me know right there that thoughts are very much important because thoughts can bring life or death. They will cause you to live uh, in defeat or in victory. Amen. Think about that. The way I think can cause me to live my life in victory or in defeat. Amen. Either way, and uh, it's it's not just just the devil, but my thoughts, my old carnal nature, my old carnal way of thinking and doing things. Um, it can cause me to live my life in defeat or victory. Thoughts do matter with God. And I got in parentheses there as you read along with me, Satan understands that. Satan understands that big time, that the, what we think matters to God. And so they better matter to us. If thoughts matter to God, our thoughts better matter unto us. Now, um, 
as we uh, move on, uh, we're going to go to the scripture reading first in Romans chapter 8 for you that is um, watching at home. Romans chapter 8, and we're going to read verses 5 through 8. And I've got that printed out on a handout here, and we're using the New King James Version. So let's just read and see what it says in our scripture reference. For those who live according to the flesh. And when you see that according to the flesh, think about your mind, the old carnal mind or the old carnal nature. Amen. That's what you need to think about. Those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, and you notice there that Spirit is capital S. And a good study thing for you anytime you're reading, especially in the New Testament, uh, and you see the word spirit capitalized as referring to the Holy Spirit. Even though it might, use not, it might not use that word holy in front of it, but that's what it's talking about, the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of God. Uh, those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Now, I came across this last week because the carnal mind is enmity against God. Uh, against God. Can somebody remember what I told you that word enmity means? Hostility. Amen. It's hostile. The carnal mind carnal mind, the old mind, the old Sammy Pruitt, what I was born with, amen, is its nature is hostile against God. It's not connected to God in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. Now, there's 101 things in here that we could bring out. But we're trying to get the main point across that Apostle Paul was talking about. And I, I want you to know tonight that I spent hours, hours trying to get this lesson together. People don't realize the study and the prayer. And... Because I want to make sure that I present this thing right to you, uh, I always keep in my mind, well, even when I'm trying to get a teaching lesson together, my carnal thinking can try to interfere. And I, I, when I started this morning, uh, to finish my lesson for tonight, I'd already was already about halfway to it because I had been I'd been working on it since uh, I left the last um, uh, Wednesday 
not last Wednesday because that was prayer night, but the, you know what I'm talking about, the one before. And <laughs> as I was studying and I was typing some stuff down there, I'm so glad for the Holy Spirit. The Bible said will lead us and guide us into all truth. And as I was going through this, I was reading some scriptures, and in my mind, I was thinking about it one way, and something got a hold of me, and that something was the Holy Ghost began to tell me. I said, wait a minute. I'm missing the right interpretation on this. And I sat there, and I know I, I just got to say this, tell you this, because I want I want us to understand how important this is. And uh, my old carnal nature says, "Now wait a minute. If I change this now, you you're gonna have you're gonna have to go back and uh, uh, highlight every, just about everything you done wrote down." and hit cut because it was going one way but the scripture what Paul was trying to talk about was totally different and my carnal mind says look what time it is Sambo if you start afresh right now you ain't going to get this done by tonight but the Holy Ghost would not let me continue the route I was going and so, anytime you do your own personal Bible study, always be open-minded to the Spirit of God. Amen. Uh, always realize, amen, that, hey, we are human, and we can misthink. Sometimes people have a problem overthinking things. Amen. So what, what I'm talking about is very real and very important. So let me, let me continue to read here. The carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh, in the carnal, carnal mind, cannot please God. Think about that. So it's important that we guard our thoughts. And, and this is something that Brother Flannery, for the last couple of years, just about has dealt with. Totally, just about in every message, I, uh, I listen to messages where he goes to preach to other churches and different things, and he, he talks about getting your thinking straight. Amen. I said, uh, delivered by the power of God and through healing because the way I'm thinking. Amen. And that's important. Remember I said the way you think can either bring life or death. Amen. It can bring healing or not. Amen. 
So, now that's our scripture reference, and we're going to move on, and we're going to talk about discerning destructive thoughts. Amen. We talked about last week again, where some of these thoughts that we get that we don't understand and thoughts that we don't like. You remember I read a scripture where Apostle Paul himself said, the things that I that I want to do, I don't do, and I do the things I don't want to do. And that's confusing to some people, but he's, there's two natures there in, in him. He's talking about the new nature, and then the old, I shouldn't say the old Paul, I should say the old Saul. <laughs> Amen. And so, we need to learn to discern thoughts that come into our mind that's going to be destructive thoughts, that's going to harm us, harm our walk with God, and, and things like that. The Apostle Paul, in his letter to the Romans, reminds us to be calmly minded as dead. We just read that. So to maintain our spiritual standing with Christ, we must take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Because if we don't, those thoughts will take us captive. Amen. The thoughts that I don't take captive is going to, in time, take me captive. So it's, it's important. Uh, what I'm telling you is not an easy task. What I'm saying, I understand, is not easy. It's a constant battle. A constant battle. Spiritual warfare that's taking place right up here in your mind. It's not an easy task, but it is a necessary one. It's necessary. It requires us to be vigilant, to be aware of the thoughts that enter our minds and to evaluate them in light of God's Word. Because we, and get that, we eventually will become the thoughts that we embrace. Proverbs 24 and 23 I got that in your handout in the Good News translation, and this is how it reads. Be careful how you think your, <coughs> excuse me, your life is shaped by your thoughts. Amen. Be careful how you think your life is shaped by your thoughts. So eventually... The thoughts that we embrace, we're going to become that. And there's another scripture I just that come to me. How many members know the scripture? As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Amen. So, folks, we are playing with fire here. I mean, you don't have to worry about the devil destroying you. I can destroy myself and send my own self to destruction just my own thoughts. Amen. And the devil's over here working on somebody else, and he said, oh, I don't have to worry about them. They're going to kill their own self over there. I just give them enough rope, they're going to hang their own self. 
Hello, somebody. Amen. And uh, he'll, he'll do that. So we have to discern. Now, destructive thoughts are those thoughts that come from the old corner man that we took out of the driver's seat. And I'm bringing you back to this because I, I want you to uh, remember this. Uh, these thoughts come from that old carnal man we took out of the driver's seat when we were born again. As we learned in the previous lesson, he is constantly attempting to knock the new man who is controlled by the Holy Spirit out of the seat and retake control. <laughs> but we need to be like that song, Jesus take the wheel. Amen. Let Jesus take the wheel. Amen. But with the carnal mind driving, you will eventually crash and burn. Always remember that. If I let my carnal mind continue to be in control and drive, drive, I'm going to eventually crash and burn. It might happen tonight or tomorrow or the, or the next day. But I'm heading for a crash and a bad one because the Bible said, and we read this, to be carnally minded is what? Death. Amen. So um, I got to I gotta keep him out of the driver's seat uh, so we can see how necessary it is if we desire to live after the Spirit to evaluate and discern every thought which enters our head to ascertain whether it originated in the carnal or the spiritual mind. we got to decide now uh, what I'm thinking here. And let me put it this way. Maybe that old carnal mind will start getting you to think one way about so-and-so. Somebody else brother or sister in Christ or a family member or, or whatever, somebody uh, that you work with on your job and all of a sudden you start having thoughts come in your mind and you need to stop and say, now, uh, would the Holy Ghost, is the Holy, one, Holy Ghost one causing me to think this, these thoughts about this person? Or is it my old carnal nature? Amen. Think about that. Because, see, being a Christian has a whole lot to do with how we treat other people and how we love other people, how we forgive other people. Amen. See, we're getting down to practical Christianity, right down to where the rubber meets the road. Amen. So this is so important. And that brings us to the next part of our lesson, living to please God. Amen. Living to please God. Living a life to please God is or should be the goal of all believers. Amen. That ought to be all our goal, all our aim. That should be our motive. All who call upon the name of Christ for salvation, amen, you should have a desire to please God. And 
I'm sorry, but anybody out there that don't have a desire when you wake up in the morning and crawl out of bed, if you don't have a desire uh, that you say, I want to live this day pleasing my Lord, then if you don't have that, I'm beginning to wonder your relationship with God. Amen. I know if the new man or new woman is there in the driver's seat, I know that's what they're going to be thinking. I know that's what they're going to be thinking. Uh, the requirements for all who want to please God are that they must seek God by faith, walk in the Spirit, not in the flesh, and walk worthy of our calling in obedience and submission to His perfect will. Amen. Now, the things that we have read in the Scripture has already said all this. When I wrote my commentary here, I just got it worded just a little bit different. But this is what the Scriptures that we have been reading mean. That, um, uh, that we seek God by faith, walk in the Spirit, not in the flesh, and walk worthy of our calling. Listen, everybody in here has got a calling. A calling is not just for a preacher. But everybody that's a child of God has got a calling. Amen. That's what the word church means. The church, word church don't mean a building. It don't mean a denomination. It's the ecclesia, the called out ones. Those who have been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. So we all been called by God. If you hadn't been called by God, you wouldn't be here tonight. Amen. Some of you would be sitting home wrapped in a blanket gathered around the fire. <laughs> Sipping on hot chocolate or coffee. We may all be that way next week. <laughs> Amen. But let's, let's continue on. I've got to hurry. I'm, my time is running away from me. Uh, and we've got to be in submission to his perfect will. Not just his will, but his perfect will. Amen. These things may seem impossible to do, but God wants us to please him. And he makes it possible for us to please him. We do these things by the power of the Holy Spirit who lives in our hearts. That's what the scripture means. Through Christ I can do all things. Through Christ I can live by faith. I can walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I can walk worthy of the calling. Amen. I can do it through the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's not impossible. God does not tell us to do anything. It's impossible. Amen. We do these things by the power of His Spirit. Now, I want to give you an example of a man who pleased God. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5. I didn't get this up on the screen um, because of time. But this is in the New Living Translation. It talks about a man by the name of Enoch. And this is what it reads like, Hebrews 11 and 5, for those of you watching at home. 
It was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. That's the reason why I use the New Living Translation. I like the way it's worded. He disappeared because God took him. For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. Now the King James Version said he he left this testimony that he pleased God. That's something he left behind. People knew him as they were wondering around, what happened to Enoch? Well, somebody said, well, I seen him just this morning. Somebody said, yeah, I mean, I, I, I said good morning to him myself. Where is he at now? Somebody said, I seen him walking down the road, and he seemed to be talking to himself like Darlene does a lot. Then all of a sudden, poof. And he wasn't Scotty that beamed him up, neither. <laughs> By the way, this right here, what happened to Enoch is a good example of the rapture. That's what's going to happen to us all one day. Hallelujah. Amen. Just stop and think about it. If the rapture was to take place right here, right now, and we all just disappear like Enoch, poof, we gone. Somebody come in here tomorrow looking around, all they're going to see is the clothes that's laying around on the pews. Amen. <laughs> Amen. There are, there are several examples in the Bible of, rap, of the rapture. When, when the angels went down to Sodom and Gomorrah to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, they kept dealing with Sodom, I mean, dealing with Lot, and he kept lingering. He said, come on, they said, we got to go. We got. Finally, the Bible said they picked him up and took him out of the city. They were raptured. Amen. This happened to Enoch, too. Why? Because he was known as a person who pleased God. Now, we understand if we are saved, and get this now, we are saved by his works on Calvary, not on our works on earth. Amen. That, that's something that God just put in my spirit strong, just kind of flowed out in me. Uh, I'm saved by the work he did on the cross, not, not the work that I'm doing right now. Amen. It's all on him. Amen. But because we are saved, we should have a deep desire to please him in all we do and think. Amen. So I, I'm trying to please him, not because I'm trying to uh, live to be saved, because I can't do that myself. I want to please him, Ronnie, for, because of what he's already done for me. Amen. I want to please him because of what he's done for me. So, uh, so how do we or can we live a life pleasing to him? Is that possible? We have to get our thinking right. That's it. We've got to get our thinking right. Stop stinking thinking. Amen. And that comes from having a renewed mind. 
Let's not go back. Let's, let's do go back to a verse from last week, Romans 12 and 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's the new mind, putting the new man in the driver's seat. Look at that same scripture in the New Living Translation. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Wow. Mm. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn how to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. If you're saved, you already have this ability. If you're saved, you already got the ability to do this. You got that new mind. You just need to keep him in control. Too many Christians think, and I hear this all the time, too many Christians think, oh, if I could only get more God. Sometimes they pray. Sometimes they give a testimony, oh, just pray, church, and I get more God. Well, it ain't going to happen. I'm not trying to be negative, but uh, that's just not how it works. That's just not how it works. Oh, if I could only get more God, I could control this and control that. More of God is not what you need. You need to walk in what you already have. He's already given it to you. When you got the Holy Ghost, you got everything you need to live this life upright before God, pleasing to Him, just like Enoch did. Amen. You already got it. Second, uh, Second Peter 1 and 3 uh, have, have, uh, his divine power has granted to us some things. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us to his own glory in excellence. Hallelujah. God says, I've already given you everything you need to move up to my glory and my excellence. Hmm. Hallelujah. And then final scripture, and we're going to close. 1 Peter 1 and 13. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Gird up the loins of your mind. Uh, when the Bible talks about the loins of a man, he's talking about the reproductive parts. Amen. And so the loins of your mind is your reproductive part of your mind. What you think, how you think. And that phrase, gird up, you remember... Men and everybody, they had the long flowing uh, robes and garments. Well, that was all right for just taking a little bit of stroll uh, through the Garden of Gethsemane. But if you want to run, they would take those garments and they would tie them up. 
amen, with a, with a belt so they could, they could run. They girded themselves up. We've got to do our, our minds the same way. Gird, because I believe you me, the devil is after your mind. Because if he gets your mind, he gets you. Let's all stand together. I hope you've enjoyed our lesson tonight. I think God has given us some good stuff here. Amen. I don't know how much farther I will take it on this vein, but we will just kind of follow the direction and leadership of the Lord. Let's bow our heads and thank God for the service. Father, we thank you, God, for this service tonight, for all your folks that come out tonight and those watched online. And give us, God, the strength and ability that we may guard our minds and be careful about what we think because we want to live pleasing to you in all things. Watch everybody. Keep them safe on the road. And, to, and we meet again in Jesus' name. Let the church say, God bless you. We love you. In